Hello and welcome to our first ever Rheumatology Radio podcast. My name is Rosalind Killick. And my name is Jeanette Cameron. And we are both clinical nurse specialists in rheumatology based at Frimley Park Hospital. We look after patients with autoimmune disorders of the musculoskeletal system, soft tissue disease, vasculitis and connective tissue disorders. Today we'll be discussing rheumatoid arthritis which affects a large proportion of our patient group. Before I start, I would like to share my gratitude to our friends at Radio Frimley Park for their support in the production of this podcast. They are a charity organisation who have provided in-house radio service for Frimley Park Hospital since 1976. Thank you for keeping our patients entertained and for the use of your facilities today. This podcast is aimed at those who have had a recent diagnosis or are being investigated for rheumatoid arthritis. It may also be useful for families and loved ones of those affected with the disease. Rheumatoid arthritis is a commonly misunderstood condition and a diagnosis can come as a big shock for many people. This short podcast will hopefully provide some clarity on the following areas. What is rheumatoid arthritis and who does it affect? The symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, treatment of of rheumatoid arthritis and managing your own symptoms. We will finish with a chat with our lead rheumatologist, Dr Mark Lloyd, regarding the changes in RA management and outcomes he has seen during his years working in rheumatology. So what is rheumatoid arthritis and who does it affect? Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. This means your immune system, which usually fights infections, attacks the cells that line your joints by mistake. This results in swollen, stiff and painful joints. Other examples of autoimmune disease include lupus, irritable bowel disease, type 1 diabetes and multiple sclerosis. In autoimmune conditions, the immune system can begin to produce antibodies in response to an unknown trigger and attacks the body's own tissues. In the case of rheumatoid arthritis, it is the joints that are affected and become inflamed. Over time, this inflammation can cause damage to the joints, cartilage and surrounding bone. The same inflammatory process that affects your joints can also cause other problems for your eyes, lungs, skin, heart, blood vessels and other organs. To date, there is no cure for rheumatoid arthritis, but there are many treatments available to relieve the symptoms and prevent joint damage. Many people go into remission and are able to stop medication. Early diagnosis and initiation of treatment are key in positive outcomes for people with rheumatoid arthritis. Fortunately, treatment options have improved dramatically in the last 15 years and new research is happening all the time. Rheumatoid arthritis is managed mostly in the outpatient clinic setting now rather than on the inpatient's wards as it was previously and we are referring less and less patients to the surgeons to correct changes caused by the disease. A common misconception people can have is that RA is wear and tear on the joints and affects only older people. This is osteoarthritis and a completely different condition. However, people with RA can develop osteoarthritis in later life. It's also important to understand that RA is not always visible, so it's good to be open with your family and employers about symptoms you may have. Rheumatoid arthritis affects about 1% of the UK population, or approximately 400,000 people. The prevalence increases with age, with a peak onset at 30 to 50 years of age. RA is two to four times more common in women than in men. We have still to establish a definitive cause of rheumatoid arthritis, but we do know that it's most likely a combination of inherited 
or genetic factors and environmental factors. In regards to genetics, interesting studies on identical twins have concluded that if one twin develops rheumatoid arthritis, the other stands a 15% chance of developing the disease as well. There is a 4% chance in non-identical twins and a 1% chance in the general population. So the chance of passing the condition on to your children is very small. Studies have also shown that having a direct family member with rheumatoid arthritis elevates the chances of another family member developing the disease. The relationship between genetics and rheumatoid arthritis is still very much work in progress. An environmental trigger can be a virus, infection or trauma of some kind or having a very stressful episode in your life such as bereavement, divorce or childbirth. There are many other theories about triggers but nothing has been conclusively identified. There is an elevated risk of rheumatoid arthritis in smokers and smoker, smoking is also associated with poor outcomes in rheumatoid arthritis. If you do smoke, this is a very good reason to give up. So on now to the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis. Stiffness, pain, swelling and probably redness around the joints are usually one of the first signs that there may be a problem. The hands and feet are often affected first although rheumatoid arthritis can develop in any joint. Rheumatoid arthritis presents symmetrically, so it can affect the same joints in both hands or both feet, for example. You may have noticed stiffness in your joints when you get up in the morning or after sitting for a while, which lasts for more than 30 minutes and has no other obvious cause. This is referred to as early morning stiffness, but for some people, this stiffness can linger on throughout the day. The other big symptom is fatigue, which is much more than just normal tiredness. For many people, this can be the most troublesome feature as it can affect function, concentration, mood and work performance. There may be periods where symptoms become worse, known as flare-ups or flares. If rheumatoid arthritis is not treated or is inadequately treated, it can cause irreversible erosions or damage to the joints and can lead to permanent changes. This is why early aggressive treatment is so important and your rheumatology team will be working with you to actively manage your condition. Most people with rheumatoid arthritis will require lifelong treatment to achieve and sustain low disease activity or even complete disease remission. It is worth mentioning that modern treatments are so effective at treating rheumatoid arthritis that it is possible to have an equal quality of life to those living without a chronic autoimmune condition. So on now to treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. Treatment consists of a combination of medication and other therapies such as physiotherapy and occupational therapy. The aims of treatment are to stop inflammation and to ultimately achieve remission or the lowest disease activity possible, to relieve symptoms, to prevent joint and organ damage, to improve physical function and overall well-being and to reduce long-term complications. In regard to medication, Common therapies include analgesia or pain relief such as paracetamol or cocodamol which help to control pain. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as naproxen or ibuprofen. These work by alleviating pain and stiffness by reducing inflammation but do not prevent future damage. Corticosteroids, also known as steroids such as pregnisolone or depamedrone, work by reducing inflammation. They can be injected directly into inflamed joints or into muscle, given directly into the vein or taken as tablets.
Steroids are often used as rescue therapy during flares of rheumatoid arthritis. Disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs or DMARDs such as methotrexate, sulfasalazine, leflunamide and hydroxychloroquine. These work by reducing the immune system attack. Conventional DMARDs take some time to become effective. This can be weeks or even months, but they control disease over the long term and reduce and prevent damage to your joints. Methotrexate has been used in rheumatoid arthritis since the 1980s and remains the gold standard in treatment. Biologic drugs or biologic disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. Biologic drugs for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis are made from proteins. They work by blocking the activity of a key chemical or cell involved in inflammation that causes joint swelling and other symptoms. They are powerful and specific therapies. They also are classified as high-cost drug and strict eligibility criteria must be met before funding will be approved. You will be required to try conventional DMARDs such as methotrexate before trialling a biologic medication. Enough from me now. I'm going to hand over to Jeanette who is going to give you some advice on self-managing your symptoms. Thanks, Rosalie. Looking after yourself mentally and physically can improve your quality of life and maintain your level of activity and independence. Pain and fatigue are often the most common symptoms that may impact on managing your day-to-day activities. So how can you do this? You need to take your prescribed medication as directed, as this can prevent flares of symptoms and reduce the risk of joint damage in the future. Please read your drug information leaflets to ensure you recognise any potential side effects or interactions with other medicines that you are taking or want to take. As well as your rheumatology team, your pharmacist is an excellent source to discuss any possible concerns. Please attend your appointments with your doctor or nurse as they will assess your response to treatment and if needed will adjust it so your disease activity is optimised. This also gives you the opportunity to discuss any concerns or worries. At these appointments we may reduce your medication slowly if you are symptom free for around a year and haven't needed any steroid injections or tablets during this time. If any symptoms start to reappear when we are reducing your medication, we can reintroduce or increase your previous treatment again. We may advise you to have a flu and pneumonia vaccine to protect you from those diseases. Regular exercise is important for your heart and lung health, but also can relieve stress and reduce your risk of some forms of cancer. This increased activity increases the strength of your muscles which will support your joints and help keep them mobile. High impact sports such as rugby and running can be more likely to cause problems so try low impact exercises such as swimming, cycling, walking and tai chi etc. If the exercise causes severe pain or heat and swelling to the joint it is best to try uh, a more gentle activity. Usually it's best to start a new physical activity gently and build up over time. A well-balanced Mediterranean-style diet will ensure you have all the nutrients your body needs, but also supports a healthy heart. Calcium intake and vitamin D are important for bone health, 
as is weight-bearing exercises such as walking. As well as improving your overall health, a good diet and exercise can help you lose weight, which will reduce the strain on your weight-bearing joints. Living with rheumatoid arthritis can be stressful, but there is support available. Talk with family and friends, join support groups such as NRAS, etc. Some relaxation techniques and exercises such as yoga and Tai Chi can help. And try to rest during the day, even if it is just for a short time. If you are struggling and need further support, talk to your rheumatology team or GP. Flares can occur due to physical overexertion, poor sleeping patterns, stress and infections, but sometimes there doesn't seem to be a trigger. During a flare of your RA, your joints can be painful due to swelling and inflammation and your level of fatigue increases. Initially try maximising your pain relief. Take paracetamol four times a day. It is a good place to start. Then add additional treatments such as topical um, anti-inflammatory gels. We prefer to reduce regular use of oral um, anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen, but during a flare try to take it on a morning with food or when active for around two to three days. Increase your periods of rest and reduce your levels of high activity. The housework really can wait and there is nothing wrong with staying in bed a little later than usual. It is still important to keep ongoing gentle movements to the joints to prevent increasing stiffness and swelling. For example, when sitting, gently stretch your arms and hands, your legs and feet, rotating the joints gently though, so not to cause pain. You can try warm and cold packs to the inflamed joints two to three times a day, for no more than 15 minutes though at a time, and always protect the skin by not having direct contact with the heat or cold packs. Fatigue is sometimes more difficult to relieve, but stay hydrated, eat well and try calming techniques. Stay active as able and support your joints by wearing a brace when active. And pace yourself, for example following activity Rest to allow your muscles to recuperate. Spread the activities through the day to allow this. Sleep is also very important, so take pain relief at night if needed. Avoid alcohol, caffeine and nicotine. Develop a sleep routine and avoid computers, TV and phone screens, etc. before bedtime. Let your family, friends and work colleagues know how these flares can affect you so they can help and support you. If after two to three days your symptoms are not improving, call your GP or your rheumatology department for further support. Further support can be found at Versus Arthritis websites and NRAS etc, which both have helpline facilities, but also always your rheumatology team. And now... Over to Dr. Mark Lloyd to discuss treatment of rheumatoid arthritis and how things have changed and developed over the years. Welcome, Dr. Lloyd, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Rose, and thanks for uh, asking me uh, along. So I've been at Frimley since 1999 now, so that's 20 years, and uh, I think we're very fortunate to have worked in a time where there's been such a lot of advance in 
rheumatoid arthritis diagnosis and treatment. We're now able to treat it much more quickly and much better than we ever did before. And we really don't expect to see the damaging effects of arthritis that we saw in the past. The newer blood tests, including CCP antibodies and scanning, such as ultrasound, which is completely painless, help us get treatment started as early as possible, and also can help reassure people to make sure that they don't have rheumatoid arthritis or that it's not active. In terms of treatment, I'm afraid to say we still use old-fashioned steroids as they are very effective and do prevent joint damage. But the important point is we're able to use them for much less time than we used to and we usually minimise any side effects. We're also able to move much more quickly onto more targeted treatments including the so-called biologic drugs which I think you've mentioned. And these have revolutionised how we treat rheumatoid arthritis. They're generally much cleaner and have fewer side effects. We also realise now that it's important to taper down treatment as soon as possible. So we try and get people off the steroids as quickly as possible and also off the stronger treatments as well. I think the other big advance there's been over the last 20 years is that there's now much more choice for patients. And we do try and give patients a choice in terms of what treatment they want and what they feel suits them. And I think the uh, advent of organisations like NRAS have been really helpful in, in empowering patients uh, to make decisions on, the own, on their own behalf. And we're also, I think, very lucky to have a great team of health professionals like you and Janet and Sandra who are working with us to give a properly holistic package of care to our patients and we really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you Dr Lloyd. To finish I would like to point you towards some great resources available for further information. If you have any specific questions related to your diagnosis or treatment please, please contact your local rheumatology department that are managing your rheumatoid arthritis. Many departments have a nurse-led helpline which can be a useful point of contact in between clinic appointments. As Dr Lloyd and Jeanette have mentioned, the National Rheumatoid Arthritis Society, or NRAS, is the only patient-led organisation in the UK specialising in rheumatoid arthritis and juvenile idiopathic arthritis. NRAS provides expert publications and services to support, educate and campaign for people living with these complex autoimmune conditions. They also support their families and the healthcare professionals who treat them. They have an easy-to-navigate website containing a wealth of knowledge on many of the areas covered in this podcast. They also have a peer support system and a helpline service available to its members. In, ad in addition to this, NRAS organise bi-monthly local support groups. Our local support group here at Frimley is the Free Counties Group, which covers Surrey, Berkshire and Hampshire. We work closely with NRAS and are grateful for the continued support they provide to our patients. Many of the volunteers for NRAS have RA themselves and dedicated a lot of time to this cause. You can find out more at www.nras.org.uk or by calling their free phone help number which is 0800 298 7650. Versus Arthritis provides a more broad range of information regarding arthritis and inflammatory conditions. It does cover rheumatoid arthritis and has useful publications online and on hard copy. You can visit them at www.versusarthritis.org or by calling their free phone number 0300 790 0400.
Thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you once again for Frimley Park Radio for their kind support.